Girl, Your Journey Starts Here focuses on helping women in business master their mental health and entrepreneurship. Hosted by Olivia B. Shepard, Transformation Biz Coach, this podcast presents the best content on business, self-development, mental health, and self-care. Based on a completely different approach than other similar podcasts, Olivia also narrates how this content applies to womanhood, feminism, and everything in between. With Olivia, you will have your moment of transformation no matter where you are in your life. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Excuse me. How are you all? I hope each of you are doing well. Now, let me stop right here. Now, I sound more congested than usual. (laughs) Most of the times I'm not congested when I'm talking. It's just the way my voice sounds, but... I actually am a little congested. Um, I think I have a sinus infection. Just waiting um, on some more test results. Um, and I had to take a COVID test. <sighs> I had to take that one that's horrible. And I didn't like it. And I think my nose is still hurting from that. But that was negative, thank God. So if I sound a little bit more congested and a little bit lower, it's because I'm not feeling well. So I'm going to make this brief. I'm not going to... um talk too long so let's get into today's episode I am your host Olivia B. Shepard your transformation and business coach I help women like myself master entrepreneurship and mental health I am so excited to be here for this episode because this is one of my favorite topics Um, I love talking about mental health and This week, thank you, and I want to thank you all for returning, if you are returning listeners, and if you are new listeners, welcome, welcome, welcome. So this week's topic is going to be, let's talk about mental health and suicide awareness. So September is Suicide Awareness Month, and I know that that's not something that people actually are aware of. I know that it's not something people celebrate. I know that it's something that people kind of overlook because, you know, they don't know anyone that has committed suicide. They don't believe that people should commit suicide or think about it. Um, And they only think that it happens to other people. So I'm going to talk a little bit, you know, about all of those myths of suicide um, as we um, get into the, the episode. But um, yes, so this week I'm going to be talking about mental health and suicide awareness. Um, mental health, most of you all know that I have now been diagnosed as bipolar. Um, for those of you who follow me um, and for those of you who don't, um, yes, I have been diagnosed as bipolar. Uh, with me being bipolar, I do suffer from hallucinations. Um, I do suffer from paranoia sometimes. Um, I do have, you know, the mood swings. I have all of those, uh, the symptoms and, you know, on a scale of like one to five, when they start to, um, to, to, to grade you per se, they ask you certain questions and you, you know, if you and if you are on a five, you're at high risk and, you know, they kind of pretty much, um, put you in this category. So that's how, you know, they can establish what's going on with the mean. Well, and they also, and for those of you all who don't know, um, I do take medication and I do see a therapist. 
I am very proud of myself for getting the help that I needed. I am also very proud of myself for taking care of my mental health. I, you know, there are so many people that don't. So there are so many people who are so afraid to take care of their mental health because they're so afraid of the stigma that goes around it. We'll talk about that in a little bit too. So that is my diagnosis. I also suffer from severe, severe anxiety and a little bit of um, PTSD. And the PTSD, when, you know, when people think about PTSD, we always think about people that are in war. Well, PTSD can happen to tons of people, okay? PTSD can happen to somebody that's been kidnapped. You know, PTSD can happen to somebody that's been raped, um, which is my case, okay? Um, I, when, of course, um, my father was my abuser, and just the sight of, just the smell of his clothing would make me triggered and make my stomach hurt and I was all types of depressed and it's just a lot so don't think of PTSD as some war heroes you know problem because it isn't it can happen to the best of us okay so let's get into mental health um I don't think people take mental health as serious in in, in, in our communities, especially the African-American community, because we don't believe in it. Um, you all know that I, my husband is one of the people who absolutely just does not believe it happens. You know, you, you should see sometimes the look on his face if I even discuss it. It's almost like he's disgusted from hearing, you know, that I may be sick or that I have to go to the doctor or something like that. So it, it, it's, it's a problem because... We're supposed to be fighters. We're supposed to be the warriors. We are supposed to be, you know, tough like our ancestors. But that's not true. And you, you're, what, you're, and what you're not realizing, too, about mental health, our ancestors probably suffered from these things, especially for everything that they went through. But they didn't have the treatments we have now. They had, they couldn't not not keep going. Okay? You know, some of you, if you got some of our ancestors that were in cotton fields, some of our ancestors that, you know, nursed babies and, and lived with, you know, the people that they had to take care of. There was no stopping for them. There was no education for them. So there was no time for them to suffer from anxiety and depression. Okay. There was no time for that. But yet you do hear back in those times that white women suffer from depression. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know which, um, I'm not, I don't know which president at the time whose wife or I don't know if it was the sister, one of the wives or sister suffered from depression. You know, I mean, it was the it was around. We just couldn't talk about it and we just couldn't deal with it in, our, in the black community at that time because it was something that, you know, was far away from, you know, being we were oppressed you know, back then. So that was the last thing they could think about. So I think that they take. The newer generations, you know, some of them, like my grandmother and my family, we don't discuss it. We didn't discuss it because it was something they like, you know, the famous, you should pray about it. Okay, so nobody discussed it back then. So now, you know, and my husband's in one of those categories where, you know, he, he thinks that people make excuses for it. 
um, to be, you know, this is your excuse. You're using it. You use mental health as an excuse. So especially since I'm like one of the strong women, I'm about it. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. To say that I suffer from these things is to them and my family is like, no, 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 no. That's just something you're saying that you suffer from just because, you know, for a long time when I would drink and act out, they could blame it on the alcohol, you know, so it was easy for people to dismiss everything that I was going through because I was a drunk. So it was you drinking, you drinking, you drinking. Well, now they can't say that. So now it's more or less, let me demean what she's going through because I don't understand it. And now I don't have a scapegoat. So I can't say she's drunk. So what else can I do? But just demean her even further by just saying, I don't believe it. This is not happening. So this is why so many people in the African-American community don't seek help for mental health because they're afraid to. You're afraid of the backlash. You're afraid of how it's going to look. Okay. You're afraid that if you decide that you need help, that people are going to frown upon you. People are going to tell you, you need to pray about it, snap out of it and get on about your life. That's not how this works. Mental health is a chemical imbalance in your brain. Everybody doesn't have a great brain. We don't happen to say that somebody just, because you don't wake up with cancer. You don't mean you're not born with cancer. I mean, there are some people who are, but the average person isn't, isn't actually born with cancer. So we don't walk around when somebody develops cancer and say, well, you probably got cancer because you're too big. You need to lose weight. We don't give, we don't make excuses for why somebody has cancer. Well, you, you got, you, you got breast cancer because your breast too big. You see how stupid that sounds? So we don't go around saying those things about people who have cancer. Why do we say those things about people who have a mental imbalance in their brain? And I like to tell everybody that I, I don't have no longer have enemies, but the, the the enemies I did have, I wouldn't wish this brain on anybody. I don't wish talking to myself to on and, and having full blown conversations on anybody. So if you are a person that knows that you've been depressed more than 30 to 60 to 90 days, then you need to seek help and you need to do it for you. Not for your cousin, mother, brother, sister, aunt, spouse. You need to do it for you. So let's talk about suicide awareness and suicidal thoughts. Because that is the most scariest thing that people don't care to talk about. Nobody wants to talk about somebody killing themselves. It's almost like it's such a bad thing. And I want to give you a couple of myths to break right now, okay? Number one, you are not demonic or some type of walking demon because you have suicidal thoughts. See, don't let the people in the church who can't even tell you in the Bible where this, and and, and I'm not a theologian, so if you know someplace in the Bible that states something about not having depression or something like that, or I mean suicidal thoughts, please come to me. I am open for learning everything I can about the Bible. But so far, I have not read anything that in the Bible that's against suicidal thoughts. You know, 
That's just like abortion, but that's a whole other topic too. So you're not some type of demon. You're not some scary person just because you suffer from suicidal thoughts, okay, or you have them. That's the first myth. The second myth, oh, that's white people. That's just a white people disease. White people do that. White folks be killing themselves. No, black people do it too, okay? And the reason why black people do it is because nobody believes them. Nobody talks to them about it. Nobody wants to hear that a black grown man is suffering from depression or a woman that is, you know, a a vibrant woman who is, who, who's a go-getter. No, we don't want to talk about that. No, it's just not a white person's disease. It's a Latino disease. It's also a black disease. It's also a teenager. And, it, and, and, and suicidal thoughts don't just come to you, white people with money. It comes to poor white people. It comes to poor, you know, veterans. It comes to veterans that are um, high ranking. It comes, and, and people that are in the military right now. You know, it happens to all of us. There's no myth. I mean, stop the myth of it only happens to a certain type of person. Because, no. That's not how it is. And the third myth that just because you have a roof over your head or because you have possessions or because you have a job or, you know, you have a husband or a wife that you shouldn't be suffering from suicidal thoughts. That is a myth. That is totally a myth. Okay. I I always bring up the celebrities that commit suicide. Come on, you know, these are celebrities. These are people who have everything. So if we're, if we're judging what people have, these are the people that have the mansions. These are the people that have, I'm assuming, no bills because they're rich. You know, they probably got rich people problems, but not poor people problems. You know, they're not waiting. They're not, you can best believe they're not sitting around every day running, running worrying about if their light bill is going to be paid. Okay, so Robin Williams, you know, some of you all who may listen know Robin Williams from way back in the day when he first, I guess it's Mork and Mindy, um, his, some of the, his first acting and he's a comedian. Okay, you know, I talk about Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on. There's no such thing that you're only committed, so you can only commit suicide if you're poor. You know, a poor person might not want to think about suicide. Matter of fact, the poor person might not even suffer from depression. It doesn't matter what you have. You can still suffer from suicidal thoughts and depression and anxiety. Okay, then let's go through those myths. Number one. About being demonic, I've heard and and what gets under my skin about the church community and especially the black church, we will talk about everything under the moon except suicide. We will talk about everything under the moon except mental health. It's because scientifically you can't see it just like we can't see cancer. But scientifically, you believe that this happens in your body. But you scientifically can't believe this happens in your brain. So I've been called demonic. 
You know, I've heard, you know, get those demonic thoughts from around here. And these, and that's just the, that's the work of the devil. Everything ain't the work of the devil. Okay. I mean, cause you don't run around telling people that cancer in their body is the work of the devil. You don't say that to a cancer patient, but you will say that to a mental health patient. So no, you are not demonic because you suffer from mental health. You should not be demonized as such. I think if churches, especially churches, who where we, especially in the African-American community, since we have such a large gathering, we should have mental health fairs. We should have days when we celebrate it. We don't have, and celebrate it doesn't mean we, we accept it. But then again, you have to accept it because it's a part of life. There are people who do believe in God, like myself. I pray every day. I journal to him. I talk to him. I believe in God, but I still have those thoughts. And yes, I do talk to God and say, especially when I'm having my hallucinations or if I'm having a really bad day, I say, God, please help me with these thoughts. You think that I don't pray? You think that I want to have these thoughts? I can't snap out of it the way you all want me to, or you want your friends to, or your church members. That is just something that just doesn't happen. So no, I'm not some type of demon walking the earth with suicidal thoughts. It doesn't make me weak. It doesn't make me less than. It's not an excuse that I use. It is not something, you know, girl, you better read your Bible. You need to read your Bible whether you you have suicidal thoughts or not. But once we start to celebrate people who have survived, then we can start to understand what this is all about. Because everybody that has these thoughts are not demonic. Everybody that have these thoughts are not some unholy people. And the quicker we get that through our heads, the better we could save our community. The better we can save people, period. Okay. Number two, it's, it's a white person's disease. No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay, because what happens is we don't tell what black people don't tell that they suffer from anxiety and depression because guess why? Nobody wants to hear it. Okay, and here are the facts. 80% of teens who die by suicide show the warnings of suicidal attempts, right? Remember, that's 80% of the teens. It didn't say black teens. It didn't say white teens. 80% of teens. This is not a black and white issue. The only reason why you know more about white people doing it is because it's accepted in their community. We don't accept it. I am pretty sure, and I've and I've read a lot of people who've, 
who now that I'm into the, the mental health advocacy where people have died, committed suicide in the black community, and they've covered it up and just said that they died peacefully at home by their own hands. White people don't just wake up one day and say, oh, I'm white, so I'm going to commit suicide. That's not how that works. They're LGBTQ people that commit suicide. They're Latinos that commit suicide. It is just not a white person's disease. And if we spent more time talking about mental health, and I know now that we a lot of people are talking about mental health because of the COVID, you know, now to, to me, that is an excuse. You know, people are, you know, are so, we're so depressed because so, of COVID, you know, you know, and then when we hear Simone Biles and we hear celebrities talk about mental health, we are all for celebrities being sick. But then you, you outdo the myth that you already said that you have to be poor to be suffering. So we're okay with Simone Biles who has more money than we can think of. And I'm not sure if she's rich, rich, but she got more money than most of us do. And she suffers from mental health issues. We're okay with what we can't see in her, but we're not okay with the cousin or the brother or the sister or the wife or the spouse that has the same actual disease. It's not just a white person's disease. It's an people's disease period number three just because you have possessions just because you have a roof over your head you know I can remember my husband telling me when my father was living with me when I was his caretaker when he was living actually in the house and I was doing everything he was actually going on the road my sister wasn't around to help me um my mom didn't want to help me I was doing this by myself you know trying to Jumbo work, two jobs at the meanwhile, because I was trying to live one of my dreams and then try to keep my cleaning business. Um, I was also going to school. And when my father actually left out of the house, you know, my husband would say to me, Well, you shouldn't be depressed anymore. Your dad's gone. I'm like, you know, you could just snap out of it now. It's okay. You can come on, you can you can stop being depressed. Doesn't work like that. Just because I have a roof over my head, just because I have a husband, just because I have the dog and I have the, you know, all the things that you think that I should be totally proud of, of which I am. But come, but everything that comes along with the house is there's baggage that comes along with the house. There's baggage that comes along with being married. There's baggage that comes along with owning a business. There are things that come along with this life. So I'm not going to not be depressed because I have things. Oh, you have a car. You should be happy. Well, there are things that come along with the car. Possessions don't make you not depressed. Okay. That is a myth that needs to stop right now. Okay. Because that has, that has nothing to do with it. Okay. At all. Also, people who are, there's no correlation between alcohol 
drugs, and suicide. Now, it can increase our thinking about it. But the most, most of the times, we're walking around with suicidal thoughts without even having a, a, a drink or, a, a, or substance abuse in our systems. Now, some of us, like myself, drink to obsess because I wanted to, to commit suicide and I wanted to be drunk so that I wouldn't know about it. But no, you don't, people are just not walking around doing drugs and, and drinking and say, oh, today I want to commit suicide. That's not how that works either. There's no correlation between drugs and alcohol to mental health and to suicidal thoughts. Now, yes, sometimes it may increase it, the thoughts, but there's no correlation that just because somebody's shooting up a needle or, you know, doing cocaine, they're all of a sudden suicidal. Or just because, well, that's the case, then I got a whole bunch of drunk buddies that be around me and ain't none of them thinking about suicide. So let that go as well, just because you see someone's drinking. Because I've been accused of that for years, for years. What you have to realize about this particular disease is that it can infect anybody. It can happen to football players, basketball players, presidents. It can happen to the best of us. It's nothing to be ashamed of, even when people try to shame you into thinking you should be. You no longer have to explain it to your people. Because I no longer discuss it with my husband. You know, if it happens to come up and we're talking, I'll say something, but I don't, I don't, I don't care to discuss it. I'm not obligated anymore to make someone believe something that they are not prepared to believe. Because I did spend most of my time worrying why this person doesn't take me serious and why this person wasn't, won't be there for me and why this person won't believe me. And guess what I was doing? Making my mental health worse. You don't, you are not a weak person. I'm not a weak person because I suffer from mental health issues. No, I don't understand why I have those thoughts. You know, and people will listen, why you got to kill yourself? What, what you got to kill yourself about? What you got to kill yourself about? You got money. Money ain't everything. The lack of money should be the reason why you want to murder yourself. I mean, come on. But just because you got it doesn't mean that it makes your life better. These thoughts come to different people at different times in their lives. Black people, white people, Hispanic people, LGBTQ people. It happens to the best of us. And you should not feel alone. You should not have to feel like you need to keep pretending. I did that for a long time. It is time to unleash the mask. 
I no longer am afraid to say that I suffer. I am mental health. I'm all things mental health, and I'm no longer ashamed of that. I have good days, and I have bad days. Sometimes my bad days last longer than my good days. You know, I was told by my husband, don't even take the medicine sometimes when he's around because I sound slurred and I sound um, like, I. oh, in his words, like you're drunk. Yes, the, those are the insults, the nonchalant attitude. When I'm speaking about it, you will get those things. And I used to be really upset about that. And I used to be so sad. But I realized that I'm not going to make anybody believe what they don't want to believe. And the sooner you realize that, the healthier you will be for yourself. Because your mental health is all about you, not about your spouse, not about your children, not about your friends and your family, your church members. You have to take care of you for you. And during this time of COVID, when we are isolated, these are the times that you should be reaching out to people. Don't reach out to your best friend who doesn't want to hear what you're saying. Don't talk to your spouse because they're not going to ever understand. Stop talking to people who don't want to understand. You're going to have to reach out to mental health groups and, 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 and Facebook groups or wherever you are in your city. Stop saying you can't find help because there's so much help out there. You don't have to suffer alone. Just listening to the sound of my voice, you can call me and say, I heard this podcast. I heard that you would talk to me. Now, I'm not a licensed professional. So I couldn't help you with the therapy part of it. But I can help you with the confronting and and, and the healing part of it. I know what it's like to be rejected. I know what it's like not to have anybody there in my corner. I know what it's like to have to go through this thing alone. And I have vowed to not let anyone else do the same. This is why I talk about it all the time. It is my passion. It is my mission to save people. To keep people from thinking that the world doesn't need them. Because the world does need you. I need you. You haven't met me yet, but I need you. You are needed in this world. And it may not feel like that now. But I promise you, you are needed. So if you are sitting there and listening to this podcast and you have just been fed up and you just don't know what else to do, 
seek help. You're not weak if you're seeking help. It doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't mean you're copping out of life. It means that you're brave. Brave enough to know that you can't do this by yourself. And yes, while you are also booed up with God, you can also do therapy. Because I love me some God. I pray. I talk to him. I stay booed up with him. But I also suffer from mental health issues. So don't be afraid to seek the help you need. Don't be afraid to reach out. I would rather you reach out to me in the middle of the night than for me to have to hear that you took your life because you didn't have anybody there for you. So take my advice. Seek the help you need. Remember, you're not demonic. This is not just a white person's disease. Because black people, Latino people, Asian people, everybody suffers. And just because you have a beautiful life of what people considers to be the beautiful life doesn't mean you can't suffer. Material things and possessions don't matter. When people think about suicide and when they, they don't care to think about it because we're not supposed to take talk about it. It's a secret. It's not a secret. The cat's out of the bag. Suicide is a thing. Suicide Awareness Month is a thing. For those of you all who didn't see the stats on my on my um, my Facebook page or Instagram, I'm going to read these suicide facts to you. 78% of people who die by suicide are men. Suicide rates for men are highest among those ages 75 plus. For every death by suicide, there are 25 suicide attempts. More than 47,500 Americans die by suicide every year. Suicide is the fourth leading cause of death for people 34 to 54 years old. For every death by suicide, there are 25 attempts. Think about that. 80% of teens who die by suicide show no warnings. So if you have a teen that's withdrawn and you don't want to deal, you know, you think they're just being a teenager, check on them. All teenagers don't act like that. 90% of teens who die by suicide have a mental health condition. Make sure you get them checked. You will check them for HPV. You'll check them for COVID. You'll check them for everything in the book. Check them for mental health issues. Suicide is the second leading cause of deaths in people ages 10 through 34. LGBTQIA plus youth are four more times likely to attempt suicide than other youth. Transgender adults are 12 times more likely to attempt suicide than other adults. 
41% of transgender adults have attempted suicide. Suicide can be prevented. Learn the warning signs. And here are some of the warning signs. One, talking about wanting to die. Two, looking for a way to kill oneself. Three, talking about having no reason to live. Four, giving away prized possessions. Five, acting anxious or agitated. Six, talking about being in an unbearable pain. And that's not physical pain sometimes. It could also be emotional pain. Okay. And sometimes that pain does, you know, rub off to your stomach, your head, your body. Sleeping too little or too much. Withdrawing or feeling isolated. Increasing the use of alcohol or drugs. Remember now, just because they use it doesn't mean that's why they're, I mean, that means that that's why they say they want to commit suicide. No, just like myself, we resort to those things. We don't act that way just because of the alcohol or the drugs. We resort to those things as a coping mechanism. I don't know remember I was on. I think I was okay. I'm gonna stop numbering right now because I can't really uh, remember the, the the number I've gotten to. Um, showing rage or seeking revenge, displaying extreme mood swings, talking about being a burden to others, exhibiting daring or risk taking behaviors, showing lack of interest in future plans. Now some of those. Symptoms, signs don't necessarily always mean that, but be mindful. Be mindful now when you start to see your teen withdrawing. And another one that they didn't put on here is when you see your teen wearing long sleeves in the middle of June. Check them for cutting. Yes, teens cut. Self-harm is a big thing. Okay, don't think that they're just having teenage problems because it may be more than that. Check on your LGBTQAI, I think that's what it said. They've added some, some other letters to it. Check on them. They're being ostracized on a daily basis, especially in poli- uh, with the uh, politicians. They have been ostracized. Check on your transgender friends and family. It's already a process to be transgender. But now you have bounties on your head because men feel the need to murder someone that is transgender. Check on them. Make sure that you let them know that you are there for them. So if you're listening to the sound of my voice today and you have a friend that has experienced some of these these symptoms, check on them. Text me, email me, call me. Let me know so that I can give you ways to speak with this person. Don't assume they will be all right. Because nine times out of ten, they won't. Don't agitate them by telling them to pray about it or get over it. The worst thing you can say to people who suffer from mental health issues. Don't dismiss them. Don't demean them because you don't understand. 
you get educated yourself. Everybody around you should be educated in mental health. And especially in our black community. All right, I went a lot longer than I thought I was going to go. But I know now I'm ready to wrap it up because I feel horrible. Thank you all for tuning in. I will catch you all next Friday. I am very appreciative of you all who continue to listen, who continue to reach out to me, who continue to say thank you for your podcast today. It means a lot to me. I want you all to listen to this podcast, this particular episode, over and over and over if you need to, just so that you know if if you're suffering, you always will know you're not alone. You don't have anything to be ashamed of. If you know someone that's suffering, be mindful of their feelings. Be mindful of how they're doing. Be mindful. Get educated. All right? So thank you again for tuning in. I'll check you all out. I'll be back here um, next Friday. Until then, I'm praying for you. I am rooting for you. Y'all stay safe out there because it's, it's horrible. Every waking day, we I'm, I'm around somebody who might have been exposed, is exposed. It's, just, it's, getting, it's getting crazy out there. So y'all take care. Stay safe. Peace. You've been listening to Girl, Your Journey Starts Here. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Tune in next time for another episode with your host, Olivia B. Shepard. Until then.